Hello. Welcome to Footnotes from a Madman. I am your host, Robert Wallace. Today we are recording episode 73. Thank you all for joining me. It's very early morning, so I've got my coffee on hand. <laughs> all right, so I'm addicted to my coffee. Got to have it going. One day I'll get over it, but I haven't for 30-something years, so here we are. <laughs> um, man, I have a ton of things I want to talk about, but none of them are... Uh, I don't have a lot of details on any of them, and so I'm going to be on the internet looking at stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, we'll, we'll work through it. I've been working... Uh, we had some cement work done in the front yard, so we had our walkways done. Um, comes We have steps, so we live in a corner, and so we had steps coming up from uh, one side of the house. They go up to the back gate, <clears throat> excuse me, which then is the side of the house where the fireplace is. You turn left and walk along the face of the house. Then you turn right. You're at the front of the house looking at the front door. You turn left and you're walking on the walkway away from the door along the face of the house again. And then you turn right and you're at the front of the garage facing the driveway. So we had all that done. And it looks really awesome my wife uh, worked with the guy and they do some kind of um i don't want to say acid or etching or whatever but um it makes the cement look a little bit unfinished and um and more slip resistant and then they do a border which is i don't know like two inches um all the way around so it it really makes it stand out nice. It's really cool. Um, so we got that done. And then I have a... I put up a, the third camera. So um, Fort Knox is on its way. <laughs> I keep telling my wife, ultimately, we we're going to have six or eight cameras. And she's just like, this is ridiculous. We don't need that much. I'm like, yeah, we do, actually. Um, so... We don't, but to get every angle and to cover every camera. So in order to have a camera watching a camera, um, you have to have at least six. Um, then I want to put another one on the front door. We have a ring. Um, not, a, not that impressed with it. Uh, one, I, I wanted something to be able to see the street. And our doorbell is not facing the main street. It's facing the street um, that leads to a cul-de-sac. And so, you know, there's just, I don't know. It's, it, it doesn't do that great. You can't zoom it in very well. Um, you know, over the years, we've had some renters across the street that, you know, I've wanted to send video or... Uh, still shots to the police, actually, and uh, I was not able to get good 
pictures or good video off of that. Um, much better with the current cameras that I have, um, but I have one more camera that's the best camera of all. And uh, from here on out, I'm actually gonna be buying more expensive cameras because you can zoom in better and have a better um, picture, still picture off of a video. I didn't realize this when I first bought my the, the first cameras. And uh, so the first three cameras I purchased, I didn't really learn until I started really trying to um, find things that I wanted and I was struggling with them and found out that you know the things that you read on the internet aren't necessarily 100% uh, or you know they don't work the way you want them to so I order from um, Backstreet Surveillance and uh, they don't sponsor me I'm not sponsored at all by anybody, <laughs> uh, but I I like them, you know. I haven't had any problem with them. They've uh, answered uh, any questions that I have about the cameras. Um, I don't always like the answer, but it is the answer. They, they you know they get back to me, um, and then I bought the DVD uh, recorder. It's not really a DVD recorder. What is a DVR recorder? There we go. So I can track back for, golly, almost a month. Uh, <clears throat> and so that's kind of cool. Um, unfortunately, again, you know, we had something the other day where the renters, the old renters got evicted and they came back and broke into their place to get the rest of their shit out. And, you know, we just had some questions as to whether it was the renters or not. And when I went back to look at my cameras, to zoom in and stuff, couldn't, the quality wasn't as good as I was hoping. So, um, anyway, so we'll, we'll get past that. Uh, so I got that camera up. That's the third camera in a series of six or so. And then I moved, um, I had a light at the peak of, the eaves, you know, the roof line. So I've moved it over so that it's at the gate uh, walkway area. I'm not an electrician, man. Uh, I think this photo cell dusk to dawn sensor is my undoing right now. <laughs> I didn't, it didn't dawn on me if I, I couldn't fit it into the little electrical box. And so I broke the plastic around it and um, then it fit in there. No problem. Well, of course, then it's touching the metal and it didn't dawn on me that it's going to be have electric current going through it and duh. And uh, so everything kept shorting. You know, every time I turned it on, the breaker box would, would um, pop. And so then I was just like, what the hell is going on? And I just thought it was my wiring, the way I was doing stuff. And I went back over it two, three times. Finally figured out it was this damn photo cell. Um, and so last night I was working on that. Um, I sort of jerry-rigged uh, the plastic box back around it, but it wasn't fitting where I wanted it. And 
So I ended up having to kind of mold it the way I wanted it and then put a bunch of electrical tape around it and things like that. I think in the process, I might have damaged the photo cell because now the fo the lights came on briefly. Um, and then after about, I don't know, 30 minutes or it's warm up period where the lights are supposed to turn off and then function with the photo cell, um, they're not coming back on. So I think I damaged the photo cell and all my manipulation. Um, but anyway, that's part of life. So I'll be going back and dealing with that. I thought I had the project done and lo and behold, I don't. So, um, share some of my turmoil with you guys. I'm sure you can relate to some of this shit. <laughs> um, with all the torrential rain that we had, um, what, last month or so? I mean, we have this whole entire winter, but I think it was about a month ago where we just had a, a torrential rain storm, um, our new patio cover leaked and so uh, I guess it's been like a month and a half because they've they came out like two weeks ago and that was three weeks so yeah it was about six weeks ago that we had the issue we had the patio cover installed in May of last year so it hasn't even been a year and uh, this was the first storm that was really bad and uh our trees are growing up over and there's been a lot of wind and stuff. And so when I went up there to clean the solar panels, there was a lot of leaves in there. So we could have been part of the problem too. I'm going to have to watch that pretty regularly, but I still don't believe that that should have leaked. So it's from where the gutter connects to the patio cover. I don't think that they seal it very well. Um, and so, you know, they are coming back and I told them they know how, how big the patio cover is cause they did the work and they send this guy out and he's like, Oh, let me take a look. And then when he comes back down, he's like, this is a lot more work than they, they've scheduled me several other things today. And I'm going, well, I have my problem. She knows, she knows how big our patio cover is. And I told her the whole entire thing was leaking everywhere, all all along, you could see. And I showed him everything, and he's like, yep. And uh, I go, I'm sorry that she overbooked you, you know. And so then he called, and they're like, nope, you can't stay there for the whole day. We can't cancel. So it turned into now it's going to be a two-day thing. And uh, now at least they know how, many, how much time to um, schedule for us. But... It's kind of a pain in the ass because we wanted to go do some shit on, you know, Thursday. And now our, we we devoted one day to them and they needed two. And you're like, ugh. They were kind of that way when they were installing the whole thing. Well, that's okay. So we've, we've worked through that. So anyway, that's where I'm at with my shit. My house shit. I got to, with those rains, I found out that my, you know, I've always known, even when it doesn't rain that hard, that my backyard tilts actually towards the house. And so I've got to build 
uh, or dig um, a drainage ditch now. I mean, we've been here 20 years, I've known, but with these last rains, uh, it was a flood back there. It was stupid. And uh, so I got to get going with that. Once they poured our cement, our, our we, you know, some of the newer houses, they just kind of um, build a, an above ground drainage where, you know, you have a hill here and then the the rest of the yard kind of goes down into a little valley and then up in a hill and that's supposed to be this natural drainage. Well, now that we have the cement, it takes away that natural drainage. So now I've got to go out and alter the front yard, you know. I have to dig up some of the grass, throw down some some dirt to build it up, and then put the grass back. I don't know how to do any of this. I did do the sprinklers. These guys, they came, they're like, oh yeah, we'll do the sprinklers, quote unquote, for free. Um, they're great at cement, terrible at sprinklers. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not a sprinkler guy. I'm not an electrician. I'm not a sprinkler guy. But even I know. It. So I had to go out there and actually move the heads around a little bit and get them at the level of the cement. Some were too low. Some were too high. And I'm like, once I start mowing, I'm going to mow the shit out of these sprinkler heads. This is ridiculous. Um, so anyway... Um, got that done, and, uh, you know, that's my life right now. That's where I'm at. That's what I'm doing. Um, went golfing with my boys. Uh, Chris, I had, when he was younger, uh, let's take a break just for a second. When Chris was younger, he was very much into golf when he was like, I don't know, 10, 12. And, uh, you know, I signed him up for the junior PGA and, uh, you know, I would take him out. We'd have a good time. It was fun. <clears throat> and then he kind of moved away from it, you know, with friends, got into high school. I wanted him to join the high school golf team, but he didn't, he wasn't interested then. Girls and then life you know, took off, and um, he's gotten back into golf, and so I've golfed with him twice now. We had a good time. We uh, were talking about going today, but then when my schedule came out, I said I couldn't do it, so he's off Tuesdays, and so we golf on Tuesdays, just a little pitch and putt joint. Um, an executive course in Colton. Um, love that place. It's not awesome, but it's, it's really good. I get, um, a little bit of my woodwork out there. You know, I can hit my three. Sometimes I can hit my driver. Um, a lot of iron work and, uh, a lot, you can work on your pitching. I need to work on my putting. I went with Juan on Sunday and, uh, we we struggled with our putting. I mean, we were nailing. We were nailing the green, but then we would three putt. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So, you know, you go out and you have some drinks, relax, have a good time. 
start golfing. So when you <laughs> when you start your tents, you know, the first two or three holes, you're just kind of warming up. You're getting your drinks in you. Then about the fourth, fifth hole, you start relaxing. Um, and then come about the 12 or 13, you've had too many drinks and you start falling apart. <laughs> but we actually did better on the back nine, surprisingly. So we were seven over on the front nine and then we were three over on the back nine. We played best ball because well, I'm not great. I'm not, I'm not a great golfer, but um, Juan is not as good as me. So we just play best ball. We're like, you know, just hit the ball and we'll go play from wherever the, the best shot is. And so it keeps the game moving along. It makes it more fun. Uh, you know, somebody hits a shitty shot, somebody hits a good shot. You don't have to go play your shitty shot. You just pick up your ball and move over to the other person. And, you know, it, it can keep you out of trouble. So you never really learn how to hit from difficult positions. But, um, you know, Juan has been playing long enough where where he's okay learning how to hit out, you know, troubleshooting and things like that. When Brandon went with, um, Chris and I last week, um, first time he's ever golfed for whatever reason, he decided he wanted to go. I was like, okay, that's cool. Um, but I don't know that he's ever hit a golf ball. And so for people like that, there's no reason to have them stuck in the weeds or in the dirt on the side of the road or, you know, whatever, um, in the backwoods. Uh, so as long as somebody's got a good shot, he gets to, you know, pick up, well, even, even if you all have shitty shots, the best shot, you pick it up and go there. And so it keeps it fun. He's not trying to hit from difficult places. You just give him a few pointers here and there and just try to keep it fun. And, um, he did have a good time. We had a few drinks, we laughed and, uh, it was good to get out with them and, and just cut loose and talk about nothing in particular and hit the golf ball. So we enjoyed that. It was a good time. So I think this might be a regular thing with Chris. I don't know about Brandon. He's starting school. So he's probably, he may or may not be available. We'll see when, what his schedule is. Uh, we might be able to do afternoons. I'll have to wait and see. He starts on, his orientation is on the 5th. So um, a few days from now. So we'll, we'll see what his schedule is over the coming weeks. He may not have interest to continue, but um, that's okay. Um, I think that's kind of it for what's going on with us. I mean, oh, with Brandon's school, he's going to be uh, a jet engine mechanic. That's what he's going to school for. Our friend Cheryl and Anthony, their son-in-law, um, he decided to do go to this school. And it takes like 15 months, 16 months, something like that. 
And so now he's working on these jet engines, loves his job, making good money. Um, so my son Brandon has gotten more interested in working on car engines over the years. <clears throat> when they were growing up, always had they always had used cars. I, ne I never once thought of buying them a new car ever. But the amount of work, time, energy, money that we spent maintaining these things probably should have bought better cars. <laughs> I'm still not going to say new. But um, <clears throat> in all this time, Brandon would help me work on his car because it's his car. Uh, but he never enjoyed it, you know, and he would kind of just do what he had to do to make it appear that he was helping me. And I knew I'd make him do stuff just because I wanted him out there and learning stuff, but he wasn't interested. Now he's interested. So he turned 30 last June and, um, I'm very excited. He's, you know, wanting to go back to school and get himself a career. So I'm very happy about that. My wife and I are excited about that. Uh, and I uh, can't wait till he finishes. I guess he'd be able to work on these big old uh, windmills that are out kind of near the Palm Springs area. Um, there's a couple other things. I, I, was it Ace I don't remember. There's a couple of things that he's going to kind of learn that he'd be able to, to work on. It's not strictly just like big jumbo jet, you know, um, engines. So it's kind of neat. We're excited for him. Uh, so uh, we'll take one more quick break here. I am interested, being in California, I recently saw on the news, not on the news, just on like this um, talk thing, uh, we get Spectrum, so on Channel One, they're, they're Spectrum News, they were talking about a couple of new political parties forming. Um, and I don't understand it. We already have several political parties in play. Um, here, the list of political parties in the United States. So the new ones, Andrew Yang... He lost his bid to be president, so he just decided to form a new political party. <laughs> um, and then there's this other one. So his his political party is called Forward, I think. Forward. Simply just Forward. Maybe Forward Thinking. I'll look at it in just a second. And then there's um, another one um, forming that is called Common Sense. Um, yes, political party called Forward in an attempt to appeal to what they call the moderate common sense majority. 
but then now they're actually there's another political party that's going to call themselves common sense so <clears throat> i don't know where we're going with this whole weird thing but if you go to wikipedia the the actual um authority on all things it will um tell you the the different uh list of political parties in the united states and so this is kind of uh cool you've got the democratic party which is their ideology is liberalism and they were founded in 1828 and their membership as of 2022 was 47 million a little over 47 million so there's more um oh so then we have the republican party their ideology is conservatism they were founded in 1854 so almost 30 years later and they have almost 36 million so there are more liberals than um than conservatives um then let's cruise down here we've got this uh i don't care about puerto rico what the hell we've got the libertarian party and uh their ideology is libertarianism <laughs> okay let's click on this shit uh, in the United States, liberal, liberal, libertarianism, sorry about that, is a political philosophy promoting individual liberty. According to common meanings of conservatism and liberalism in the United States, libertarianism has been described as conservative on economic issues and liberal on personal freedom. Okay. That's just a quick little blurb. Um, and their membership is 727,000. Then we have the Green Party. And they're very much into eco-socialism and environmentalism. Um, and I think that they are a little bit, um, extreme on how they do things. Um, but that's just, you know, some of the things that I've seen. So these, not all of these political parties are accessible throughout the whole entire United States. Um, Libertarian and the Green Party are one of the biggest ones. Um, or most known ones throughout the U.S., but they're still not in every state. Um, we have the Constitution Party. It looks like it's in about 12, 14 states. And they are interested in paleoconservatism. I have 129,000. It's a political philosophy and strain of conservatism in the United States, stressing American nationalism, Christian ethics, religionism, and tr traditionalist conservatism. 
I, if you just add ism on the end, it doesn't make it a thing. What the fuck? I never mind. I'm not even going to look into that. It's stupid. <laughs> they have 129,000 people interested in that shit. All right. So we have the Working Families Party. There's only five states. And this is a social democracy. This is founded in 1998. Political, social, and economic philosophy within socialism that supports political and economic democracy as a policy regime. It is described by academics as advocating economic and social interventions to promote social justice within the framework of a liberal democratic position. Ah, that's a bunch of word mumbo jumbo. 55,000 people. So some of these you could actually consider to be a cult. <laughs> we have the Alliance Party. We're going to go downhill here. The Alliance Party is in three states. Um, they were founded in 2019. And their ideology is cent centrism. It's a political outlook or position involving acceptance or support of a balance of social equality and a degree of social hierarchy while opposing political changes that would result in a significant shift of society strongly to the left or the right. I guess that's what centrism means, but still, it's, uh, hmm. Then there's the Reform Party, and it's only in Florida and, and Mississippi, and it is radical centrism, which... It's a concept that arose in the Western nations in the late 20th century. I'm not going to go into it. They have 4,500 people in that one. Party for Socialism and Liberation is only in the state of Florida, and its ideology is Marxism. There you go. 606. I think that's the, the KKK. They're probably not going to appreciate that. Fuck you. I don't care. American Independent Party. This is only in... California, and their ideology is paleoconservatism, so they should jump, just join the fucking Constitution Party, dimshits, dimshits, dimwits, dumbshits, combo, dimshits, 600,000 people in California are all on board with this paleo, are these fucking vegetarians? <laughs> oh yeah, concerns Concerns overlap with those of the old right that opposed the New Deal in the 1930s. Oh, whatever. Okay. The Peace and Freedom Party. Of course, this is only in California, and it's focusing on socialism. It was founded in 1967, and it's got 94,000 people. So that tells you nobody is interested in their bullshit. Um... The Legal Marijuana Now Party. <laughs> this party isn't going to last very long. When le when marijuana becomes legal throughout the United States, then they're going to have to come up with a new name. <laughs> um, we've got the Unity Party that's in Colorado, Florida. There's Centrism Natural Law Party in Michigan. Transcend. Dental Meditation Movement. Oh, fuck you guys. Uh, approval Voting Party. It's only in Colorado. It's the Electoral Reform. The Justice Party in Mississippi. 
People's Party in Florida. All right. So, uh, here we go. The Forward Party. Human-centered capitalism, radical centrism, populism. Fuck. These people. It's starting last year. It's in California, Delaware, Florida, Minnesota, and South Carolina. They don't have, they don't know of the membership. Let's human-centered capitalism. The fuck does that mean? The 2020 presidential campaign of Andrew Yang died a quick, agonizing death, and he's moved on. Oh no, that's not what it says. Sorry. So it's all about Yang. He's starting this whole entire thing. You can read all about it. It's really pretty nifty. Um, so the Yang gang, I think this Yang gang, his, his, um, his, uh, what the fuck? What is it called when people, ah, shit, you know, when they follow rock bands around groupies, there you go. Um, the, the Yang Gang groupies are following him around and jumped onto his new forward party. Uh, I can't find... Where are we going? He's got all these debates listed. Freedom Dividend. Anyway, you guys are going to have to look it up. I think he, oh, he's kind of listing all of the, the policies. Here you go. The Freedom Dividend... Uh, it's a thousand dollar per month universal basic income to all U.S. citizens 18 and older, regardless of employment status. Whoa. So if you are a U.S. citizen, you would make a thousand dollars a month regardless whether you have a job or not. That's a lot of fucking money, dude. You realize how many people there are in the U.S.? And then it says U.S. citizen. So now, I mean, right away, you're already um, excluding people that are that are coming here. Uh, I don't know that that's correct. I don't know that's a good idea. <laughs> uh, you can't give some You can't give every U.S. citizen a thousand dollars per month. Fuck you. That is stupid. Um, economy, the human-centered capitalism, which he stated would have been geared towards maximizing human well-being and fulfillment instead of corporate profits. Mm, I don't, I, I get what he's talking about, but how are you doing this shit? You, you forcing the corporations to give away all their money? Uh, there's the electoral reform, energy and climate change, healthcare, abortion. So go on here, read all about this forward party. Um, and then uh, the common sense party. I, I don't, I don't see it on here. I think it's just. Oh, here you go. It's just in California, and it's based on uh, centrism. The Common Sense Party of California was founded in 2019 and is currently chaired by Tom Campbell. I don't know who Tom Campbell is. Um, he's a Republican representative, a former independent state senator. 
Oh no, that's uh, Quint and Cop. So they're together, or Cope. Um, strives to advance policies and endorse candidates that foster inclusion and engagement in governance. That's uh, pretty generic. That's pretty much what every politician should be interested in. Anyway, so I didn't get to cover nearly what I wanted to cover today, but that's all right. Um, we'll, we'll end with, um, with this. This will leave uh, more for our next uh, episodes. So um, anyways, thank you for joining me today. Um, hope I enlightened you a little bit. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, you all take care and we will talk again soon. Bye.